Welcome to episode 63 of Brews Less Traveled, the podcast exploring the best uncharted beer scenes across the U.S. I'm your host, Brian, and as you heard last week, my uh, very disappointing co-host for the month, Isaac, ditched me this week. Uh, so I'm happy to welcome back uh, producer, co-host, and all-around best friend of the pod, Laura Juntanen. How's it going, Laura? Hello. Yeah, I had to take one for the team and hang out with you guys <laughs> on Bruce Less Traveled. I am I'm so heartbroken that I'm here. No, I'm I'm so pumped to be here, you guys. I am here in the chat every single week. Um, I do so much around the show behind the scenes. So when I can get here face to face with all you guys, I really, really enjoy it. So I am super, super pumped to be here and just excited to drink these beers with all you. I'm excited to have you. Um, I am uh, continuing themes from last month and earlier uh, this month. Very hot. I'm I'm sweating profusely. I have the AC on, but I'm excited to drink beers and I'm excited to hang out with my friend Laura. How are you doing? How's how's your week been? Yeah, over here, Southern Indiana. It's uh, it's hot here too. And I lived in Florida for eight years, and I left Florida because of the heat, and hmm. it just followed me. It followed me here. And it was ridiculous this morning. I got up 5 a.m., going to go work out. I had a screw in my tire. So I'm sitting out there in this heat trying to blow up the tire to maybe bring it to the shop. It happened. It's all good. But that heat, I do not miss the heat of Florida. I got to say, I'm, I'm waiting for the fall to come around. Uh, fall is the best season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Far and away. Comfortable temperatures, beautiful leaves, the teas of the coming holidays. And the, like the strong change of the seasons, fall is the best holiday. Fall is the best holiday. Fall is the best holiday. Fall is the best season. <laughs> I know. I was waiting to see if you'd catch that. <laughs> yeah, I'll catch it. I, I am my own harshest critic. I, I don't think so well, but I could criticize myself and catch the things that I, I make mistakes <laughs> on rather than thinking them through beforehand and being like, oh, I probably should think about my speech a little bit more there. I, I am I am just very hot here. But I did have a good early part of this week. We've talked about my um, foibles in terms of getting hurt, doing various activities. And I, uh, I got a bike earlier this week, sort of riding a bike to, to add to my meager workout routine. And uh, I, I biked like 12 miles, didn't get hurt, didn't do anything stupid. It was very fun, very enjoyable. And uh, I'm still riding off of that, that high from earlier this week like it. Yeah, definitely. I, I have a bike, but it's it's not in working condition. When we moved, one of the spokes got broken mm. and I just haven't gotten around to fix it. And the roads in Indiana are like this big. They're tiny. And I would be just so terrified to actually bike anywhere around here. So so I don't know. Um, but RJ also posted something in the chat, which is great about fall. Um, apparently, August is when we talk about fall now. But Oktoberfest. Oh, Oktoberfest is one of my favorites. Um, and our, our sister company, Unbox Experiences, we actually have an Oktoberfest-themed box where we talk to people like this in, in a setting like this, but we're all on screen and we basically go and visit Germany for Oktoberfest. So if you're interested in getting learning more about it, definitely hit me up. We can talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit Laura up. Yeah, Oktoberfest is wonderful. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the Penn Brewery Oktoberfest celebration that happens here. Just again, we, uh, this isn't the podcast where we talk about the best uncharted seasons, but fall, we, we, fall will be continuing hot takes on this show. We'll stand fall 
until we die here. And then we, we will probably end up complaining about how cold it is once it's the winter time. And then we'll mm-hmm. just have a vicious cycle where we'll always disagree with whichever season it is. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a wild ride. Yep. Very, very much looking forward to the complaints changing, but still having something to complain about and be upset about for very small, minute reasons. So, yeah, we got a special episode for you today, uh, which if you're a longtime listener, you'll know really means that we had some guest scheduling issues and we're going to work it with a special episode. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, as always, we're going to be drinking some great beers from one of our featured Brews Less Traveled Beer Club breweries. Uh, this is our next featured brewery from the wonderful city of Boise, Idaho. Uh, it's Mad Sweet Brewing Company. We're going to be enjoying their Mundo Loco Mexican style lager and their Scotch Ale, which is named Caber uh, uh, Toss This Ye Wee, ye, ye wee Lad. I told myself all day I was going to do that in a Scottish accent, and I just completely... Caber Toss This Ye Wee Lad. Thank How you about that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That's why you're here. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. So, and in this special episode of the show, we're going to be talking about something really exciting that I have a lot of hands on about, and that is the behind the scenes stuff that makes this show run. So how we find the cities, choose the breweries and the beer and how it all ends up making its way to our beer club subscribers. But first of all, I think we've been talking a, a bit too long. We should get into this first beer. That Mundo Loco. Yeah, Mundo Loco. Definitely time for a first beer. You know, we record all of these episodes for everybody, both our podcast listeners and our beer club subscribers. This is going to be especially uh, an episode for our beer club subscribers tonight so that you can get it, get a look behind the scenes. But also podcast listeners, we can entice you to, to join the beer club by knowing the special connection we have with these breweries and how the sausage is made. In the behind the scenes world. Aroma right off the bat. Excited. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. I can't I can't pour right in these glasses for some reason. I always have these this big giant head of foam every time I pour into this glass, but I, I don't mind the foam. And, it, and it's good. It's a good to be there. It keeps in some of that carbonation. You can smell the bubbles popping as you're drinking. So it's a good thing having that foam on top. Yeah. And especially with a nice lager like this, there's there's definitely some crispness to this lager, which is something I like about the Mexican style lagers. It's It's got a bit of bite to it. But when you pour it heavy like this and you get that nice foam, it gets that, that pillowy, that pillowy touch to it. It kind of rounds everything out. Very nice. For sure. Definitely. And I was thinking about it before we hopped on tonight. And I don't know, at least since I've been really involved with the podcast, I don't know that we've had a Mexican style lager on the show or in the beer box yet. And so I was really excited to, to whip this one out because I mean, we've had lagers before, but I don't know. We've had a Mexican style lager, really crisp, really good first impressions for sure. Yeah. I, I, I believe it's the first one. It's certainly the first one since I've been uh, at the helm of the the show hosting. And um, yeah, it, it, it is the perfect beer for a hot, summer day like this it's, it's it's like the right time that this beer the style makes it into the box yeah as pat says in the chat this is a good beer for the hot hot day we're having mexican style lager is kind of a weird style i don't think a lot of of people know, know it or, or would recognize it as a style you know obviously people know corona and 
Tecate. Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all those beers kind of fall into this range of, of beers that, that we refer to as Mexican style lagers. And I think I'm not an expert at this by no means, uh, but I think it really breaks down into, into two main styles of, of Mexican lagers. You have the very uh, light in color, light in body, like this one we're drinking here. And then you have the more amber, darker uh, of beer. And I think they're kind of very similar to Vienna lager and a, a little similar to Mertzen, um, kind of in between both of those. But uh, you get nice hop character, you get nice malt character, and then they're often paired with lime or sea salt or both and just makes it nice and refreshing. Something really cool that Mad Swede does is they have a whole little story for you on the can about this beer. And that was one of the things I noticed when looking at the different beer options they had for us to put in the box. All of their artwork is just incredible. And then all of them have their own little story. So it even has some tasting notes on there, pear, cracker, and honey. Interesting combination, but I can definitely taste that sweetness in it. If you really, if you really think about it, just roll around a little bit, that pear and honey. Yeah, I definitely get the pears. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really nice touch on top of the, the, the cracker and the little bitter character that's to it. But yeah, this is great brewery. As you said, great artwork on all these. And um, our featured uh, brewery, Mad Swede, does have a great story on top of that. That was founded in 2016 by Jerry and Susie Larson. Uh, both of them worked at Hewlett Packard as engineers and both loved science and beer. And, and Jerry started homebrewing like way back when, 30 years ago, you know, he's almost been homebrewing longer than I've been alive. And he built his skills over the years and like improved his recipes in a way that only like sciencey nerds can as an engineer. And I say that, I, I mean that in like the most loving way possible. Uh, you often hear this anecdote that beer is like half science and half art. And I think in actuality, it's like 95% science and like 5% art and the science really makes great beer. And then the artist has a little bit of room to play with that beer and make it on their, their own. But Jerry being a, an engineer, a sciencey guy crafted those recipes and worked on those over many, many years. And then eventually they founded this brewery in 2016. Uh, they've been brewing beers in Boise ever since. And they actually won a gold medal at the 2019 great American beer festival for their naked sunbather brown ale. That sounds interesting. Naked sunbather brown ale. Definitely something. It sounds like it's a, it's a good one for this hot weather. <laughs> yeah. Not a good visual for this hot weather. Right. Good beer. Maybe. Uh, you never know. But no, I agree with the uh, that 95% science, 5% art. Because I've brewed, I've done a few home brews. I am nowhere near as skilled as anybody else who has ever been on this show, but it is, it is recipe, follow it to a T and it should turn out good. You just got to follow that. When it comes to the art that experimenting, I would just be way too terrified. So the brewers that do get fancy, like props to them, because I would just, I would mess it up. I would mess it up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to to do you know it's it's that balance between those two things and i think owning a brewery is very much that same thing that same balance too you know you have typically that person that is very involved in the brewing process and focused on the brewing process 
you know, that other half of the brewery is the, the front of house and that relation to customers. And I feel like that's mirrored very well by the beer itself. I was really bummed to hear that Mad Swede couldn't be here for the live stream tonight because they were a really, really great brewery to work with. I had a really good time working with all the people that I talked to. Specifically, I talked to Susie, who is one of the co-owners, and we just had such a great time talking, talking about different beers that they could offer. And yeah, it was it was just a fun it's a fun process being able to talk to the breweries, talk to the people behind the scenes and then eventually we bring them to you guys and we bring them, bring all of their good stories to you. It's just, it's really fun. You know, we always talk about the beers on here and, and we talked about the, the breweries and, you know, one of the gems of what we get to do in terms of planning out these podcasts is getting to know those people that are involved and, and make the beer and these breweries what they are. Uh, so we've mentioned on here many times, but in case you don't know, we, we also have a, a beer club, you know, Bruce Less Traveled is this podcast that you're currently listening to. And uh, we also have a beer club that you can join as part of this show and get these great beers like this shipped to you. But we haven't talked much about like how we go about picking cities or picking the breweries that we work with. So I figured since we have Laura here, Laura, you're here, um, we could get into how we put together this whole, you know, BLT thing. And like I said, it's, it's a whole process and it is, it's super fun. There are a lot of different steps behind the scenes. And I think our subscribers and even the listeners for the podcast, you'll really be interested in hearing this kind of stuff because I don't know about you guys, but I'm the kind of person who I want to see how things are built. I want to see what's behind the scenes. Like I write books. And so I want to be able to see what the author's process is in writing those books. And same kind of concept goes for these podcasts. I also have a podcast, so I know how I do the behind the scenes. And now I know how BLT does the behind the scenes. And so we're going to share a little bit about that. And it really starts off with selecting the cities. Like, how do we decide what cities we Where are going are we to going? be featuring? Where are we going? <laughs> and <laughs> originally, this, this podcast started over a year ago. This is our 14th month of Bruise Less Traveled, which is phenomenal, super exciting. And there is someone behind the scenes who has had to figure out what city, what destination we are going to go to this entire time. And that is Julie. So if you guys have been friends of the pod for a while, uh, Julie co-hosted that first month and multiple months after the inauguration of the podcast. And then she did the lead hosting at the beginning of this year. So she is definitely front and center with the podcast, but even more so behind the scenes because she's the one who picks every single city that we go to. Yeah, if, if if Laura is our producer, Julie is our executive producer. Julie really calls the shots, and that starts with uh, outlining the cities. Spoiler alert: we are, we already know where we're going next month, month after that, month after that, month after that, and I think I think that's where it stops. Maybe <laughs> I'm like trying to think in my mind. <laughs> So uh, those of you watching uh, at home tonight are our lovely beer club subscribers. If you have a place you'd want us to go next year that you'd want to see featured on the podcast that you feel like is a bruise less traveled city, share it in the chat. Send it to us. Get us get at us on social media. We want your ideas. Stephen also has a very good uh, question in the chat that I have a, a, a disappointing answer to it's it's uh, do you have a list of all the beers featured since you started Bruce less traveled? Yes, we do. Is it publicly available? 
No, it isn't. <laughs> we should probably make it publicly available. I'm thinking we we probably should get marketing on that. Our marketing team is phenomenal. They do so much for the boxes and like these backgrounds. We have our guy Franny. He does all this for us. And uh, yeah, I should we should definitely bring it to them to see if we can get a list of all the beers. I know I have content for all the beers in the past, but it's not like Brian said, it's not publicly available right now. Um, but as far as cities that we've featured, I did write them down in preparation because I wanted to make sure we hit every single one uh, because I want you guys to tell us where you would like to go next. We're we're set through 2022, but we are trying to decide where are we going to go in 2023? What's going to come up next? So just a quick refresher. We have been to Cincinnati, Lexington, Knoxville, Atlanta, Charlotte, Birmingham, San Antonio, Kansas City, Omaha, Des Moines, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Missoula, Bend, and this month, Boise. So where do you guys think we should go in 2020? Laura, I see what you did there. What? Are, are you trying Are you trying to push my buttons? What did I do? What did I do wrong? <laughs> you purposefully left off one of... Uh, one of the cities that we featured, and I would argue very selfishly that it's oh, no. the best city we featured. <laughs> Wait, yes. what month did we feature? Okay, spoiler. Tell them what what city I missed. So you, uh, um, I would like to just graciously point out that Laura somehow must have forgotten that we featured Pittsburgh in our second month ever. What month did we feature? Because I had through July. I don't know. I'm I messed up, guys. I messed up. Uh, no, it's probably Your just because I wanted to gone. get under. I wanted to get under Brian's skin a little bit there, guys. Oh yes, uh, we do there as well. <laughs> I'm trying. I'll I, I will pull it up. I'll pull up the uh, the little the little show Bible thing that we have that tracks all of our episodes. But like once we so 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 since Julie has like kind of outlined our cities and. You at home are going to help us outline our cities next year with with Julie's input and final say, of course. Oh, of course. Once we establish those, how do we go about picking those breweries and then establishing the contact with those places? Because, you know, we don't know all these people before. We don't just have like a million friends out there. And we're just like, hey, we're going to feature you next. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't have a million friends, but. I now have friends in every single one of these cities, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, selecting the breweries is, is that's my job. So uh, part of my job. So I go through whatever city we're featuring and I go through and I vet all the breweries within the city and I'm not looking for anything too specific when I'm looking for the breweries, but we want to make sure that they are unique, that their mission and vision aligns with our company. We want to make sure that their people and their products are, are really top notch. Um, and I write down all of these different breweries and then we kind of, I kind of go through and I start reaching out to them. And that looks like a lot of cold calling, a lot of emails, <laughs> but it's like my favorite part of my job because I can get to know people from the front of the house, the back of the house. I get to know the brewers. I get to talk to the owners a lot of the times as well. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we do the selecting of the breweries process. Well, I was going to say, like, what other part of your job do you get such mystery? You know, you call a bunch, you'd make a bunch of cold calls and you're like, is this person going to answer? And then they do answer. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to talk to a person. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, it's you would think like, oh, cold calling kind of sucks, but it doesn't because the thing that I'm bringing to them, bringing to the table is such a cool opportunity because they can come and talk to you guys live on the podcast. They get to bring their beer to people across the entire country. So all of the breweries that I talk to, 
are really excited about the opportunity. So it just brings me so much joy to be able to bring that to people and then bring them to you guys because that's the goal. (laughs) And then once you make contact with them, it's like, hey, you make beer. We want to buy some of your beer. We want to send this goofy guy, Brian, there. He's going to come and meet you and learn about your beer and your brewery. So like, it's a cool conversation too. It's not like when I was working for Cutco and I had to call, cold call people and be like, hey, would you like to buy a knife set? It's like, <laughs> hey, let's let's do this cool thing with beer. Exactly. exactly. Hey, would you like to buy a knife that can cut through a shoe and a set of scissors that can cut a penny? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not interested in that, Brian, but I am interested in learning a little bit more about that city visit that you do, because I mean, I would love to go and visit these breweries in person and you get to. So kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. That's one of the funnest parts of the job is, is getting to go see the cities in person to see, be there and, and, and see what the city is like and see how it's laid out. You know, all the different cities have felt very different you know minneapolis st paul feels very different than missoula montana and missoula feels very different than bend although they have this similar connecting thing which is their beer scene it's cool to see how that beer scene plays out in each of those different cities and then of course you know i get to go and and visit these breweries and and talk to these people and um, learn, you know, why they do what they do, get to see how the tap room is, get a, a feel for that environment and and what makes that place special to the local community. You know, if I have enough beers and woke up enough courage, maybe I'll start talking to strangers at the bar and see what they like <laughs> about the place. And um, it's provided some of, you know, some of my, my fondest times working in, in beer, you know, back when we were featuring Minneapolis, I, I I was I was visiting there, and some signals got crossed, and I missed meeting one of the brewery salespeople at a time that we were supposed to meet, and you know that was disappointing. I went on with my day, and then I had some time later in the day, and I said, "Well, might as well just go back there and and have some beers and and check the place out and enjoy it." And turns out, uh, I sat down at the bar, four seats down from me was Dan, the from Falling Knife, the guy I was supposed to meet. And he walks over and says, hey, are you Brian? And I'm like, are you Dan? And then Dan and I proceeded to drink with each other for the next three to four hours and talk about hockey and music and beer. And he showed me the brewery and we talked about playing pinball. And I would never have had an opportunity like that if it wasn't my job to go and visit these breweries and find out about these places. And I can never say how thankful and I can never say it enough how thankful I am for that opportunity, you know. Always sounds like a good time. And I mean, that sounds like a pretty memorable moment, but Matt put it in the chat. What city has been the most memorable so far that you've been able to visit? Would you be able to narrow it down to just one? The most memorable, I think, geez, that's really hard to say. That's like picking favorites. (laughs) I mean, they've all had their thing that stands out the most or that stands out about them. There's something about them that stands out. I think I'll, I'll give two answers. That I'll, I'll, that'll be my cop out. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, I loved because I loved the breweries that we featured there. They were so unique and they they lined up so perfectly with everything Laura described in, in terms of what we're looking for in breweries. And everybody was so welcoming. And um, some of my favorite people I've ever met in the industry I met during that trip. And Minneapolis was a city that very much reminded me of, of Pittsburgh, my hometown. And I had that connection there. Um, and then another one was last month's city. 
Bend. I really connected with Bend. Like that is my type of city. And uh, yeah, there was good beers there. I like selecting the beers for that place. And that's what we should get into next. Let's take a beer break and talk about bikes. Like many of our bruise less traveled cities, Boise offers a number of outdoor pursuits. Within the city itself lies the Boise Greenbelt, a 25 mile long biking and pedestrian trail. The Greenbelt links over 850 acres of parks and recreational areas along the Boise River. Adventurous cyclists can also get their fix too. With over 1200 miles of mountain biking trails in the Boise area, riders can tackle challenging trails, scenic alpine views, and even some bike parks with extreme obstacles and features. Check out visitboise.com for more information about trails, parks, and road rides in the city of trees. Now, let's get back to the show. Time for some wee scotch ale. I think so. Let's open. Caber toss this, ye wee lad. I'm really trying with the accent. I don't know if it's coming off across the, the right way. I am not afraid to embarrass myself, you guys. If I was, I would not be on this podcast. So, Caber toss go. this, you wee lad. <laughs> there, so I'll uh, set the bar. I'll set the bar really low, <laughs> so yours will will come out and shine. Uh, at least the people know that we're having a good time, which is the entire point of these live streams: to get together, talk about some beer, laugh a little bit, make fun of ourselves, you know, Absolutely. embarrass ourselves. It's it's the norm. Absolutely. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that is delicious. That is so chocolatey. Dead air while we're both just enjoying this scotch ale. Uh, funny enough, uh, one of one of my favorite episodes we we did uh, was an episode that you and I co-hosted together with um, Brian from Thunderhead in Omaha, which we drank a wee heavy on that on that episode. It was was the uh, McTowish. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I, I really enjoyed those beers. That, that was a really good one. Yeah. Scottish beers are good. Um, and Stephen, you are you're jumping ahead. I love it. He said, could you say more about some of the criteria you use when selecting beers? Um, yes, I can. <laughs> so uh, these beers, I mean, specifically for Mad Swede, the beers that they had available were phenomenal. Um, but there is a process that we go through to select the different beers. Uh, we don't have a specific, like we want one IPA and we want one Scottish ale and we want one, you know, blah, blah, blah. What we do is I actually get a list of like maybe three to 10 beers from each of the featured breweries. We put all of those into, I put all those kind of like into a hat, not into a hat specifically, like she literally into has a, a hat, list. everybody. <laughs> I just pick out. No, we basically narrow it down based on different types of beers that are offered from the breweries. So some breweries might specialize in IPAs and they only have IPAs available. That brewery is going to end up featuring an IPA. Guess what we're getting from them. Yeah, exactly. Which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but given the different beer styles, the uniqueness of a couple different beers and just the overall options, we narrow it down to get the widest variety that we can for the box. So if you've noticed, we try to get different styles in every single month. There's some months where we're going to have a few more IPAs or a few more lagers, but we try to get a wide variety. And once we, me and Brian kind of narrowed down that list, then we send it off to Julie and she approves. And then we say, let's go buy them. And uh, that's basically the process in a nutshell. 
Yeah. Yeah. One of the real hard things about traveling is, you know, you'll give me a list often and say, Hey, these are the beers I'm thinking of. And then I have to do the arduous task of going to the breweries and drinking those and say like, Oh yeah, this is, this is great. We should definitely do this. And then sometimes it's really cool to go to the brewery and try one that, you know, that we saw on paper and was like, Oh, that, that seems like an okay option. And then try it in person and be like, Oh no, we have to have this beer in here. This is amazing. This is so unique. We have to get this in there. That's always a fun process to find one that you don't expect is going to be good. And I think it's also nice that we get to collaborate on it because I think I would definitely just turn selfish some month and be like, okay, well, we're just going to have, we're going to have three Pilsners in here. We're going to have two IPAs and then we're going to have another, we're going to have two Kulshas in here or, you know, I'm just going to pick the beers that I want to drink. And uh, that's, that's always nice to collaborate and and work between you and myself and Julie and and get a very nice variety. Well-rounded batch of beers. Yeah. And if it was my choice, it would all be stouts. So (laughs) uh, we don't want all stouts in the box, you guys. We want a variety. So that's what we we try to do. And um, we also, just so you guys know, we do kind of take the brewery's like option or preference into consideration too. If they have a flagship that they really, really want to feature in the box to get the word out about their their favorite or most loved beer, then we're going to do our best to try and make that happen. Or maybe there's a seasonal beer that they are really, really stoked about. It only comes out one time a year. I know we've had a few of those in here. If it's a seasonal beer that makes it even more exclusive that you guys are getting it in the box. So sometimes we'll play around with that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And that's always great when we get that news. I think um, when we got uh, the beers from fair state in uh, Minneapolis, they were like, we can this Vienna lager once a year. And, and we, we only do this once it's in the tap room all the time. So if you're a twin cities native, you can have it, but that's such a great opportunity to be able to offer that to our beer club subscribers and to be able to talk about that and feature those special beers that, um, you know, it's hard to get unless you are in that local area and it kind of takes that local feel and, and stretches it out to all of our subscribers and all of our listeners. Definitely. And it looks like the chat is agreeing that, that we have a a pretty good variety every single month. So that is great to hear. That makes my heart happy that we're giving you guys the beer that you guys want, because that's the ultimate goal. We're here to bring beer to you guys. Uh, But we also bring you, bring you other things within the box. We get inclusions. And this is one of my favorite parts because this is something that I do for the box as well is I talk to these breweries about bringing inclusions, stickers, coasters, um, neck tattoos, like the uh, couple episodes ago when Brian had that neck tattoo. So whenever we talk to the featured breweries, we ask them first, Hey, do you want to put something in the box for the subscribers? They can say yes. They can say no. It's completely up to them, but we also get inclusions from visitors bureaus. Um, we've had things from city chamber, uh, businesses. We've had content from a wide variety of like just tourist companies in general. Specifically for this month, we have the Brewers Trail Map, which is so a cool. Really cool inclusion for you guys. And we also so have the cool. visitor's guide as well. Can't see. It. Oh, oh for those who are watching, you can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> the struggle is real for those watching video. Having um, a but, field day with your green screen. Yeah. But yeah, these inclusions are really fun because it brings a part of the city to the box. So it's not all about the beer. Yeah. And you, it's great to see the city come together like that. 
you know, it could just, you think it you might, it might just be the brewers being like, okay, well, we're going to showcase the beer because this is what we do, obviously. And then the guild might get involved or the state brewers association, but no, we'll get the convention and visitors bureau saying like, Hey, we'll connect you with people. If we have connections, Hey, let's send you stuff if we can. Oh, do you want ideas for the beer breaks? Do you want ideas for content there? It's so great to see that enthusiasm because like, if they're excited and if they got all these things that gets us excited and, and lets us know that, you know, we can, we can find those special stories about these cities and, and tell them and share them with people and, you know, make, make, make this content interesting. I love that. And, and speaking of making content interesting, let's talk about the guests we have, Brian, how do you decide who's going to come to the show? What does that look like? Well, every month, Laura, obviously, as you know, you send me your your hat of choosing and I throw a list of guests into there and I shake the hat up and we pull guests out of there. <laughs> That's how it's done. <laughs> no, we often obviously we, we love to feature brewers and, and people involved with making the beer and curating these these brewery experiences. So often we'll go to the people that Laura talks with in terms of setting up the beers that we want to buy and, and ask a, a very simple but I think effective question. And that is who can tell the best stories about your brewery. And oftentimes it's salespeople. It could be a charismatic brewer. It could be owners, but we always get, we always try to find that person that is going to be able to enthusiastically share those stories with us. And oftentimes it's the person that I meet when I go to visit those cities. You know, I think of like Al Pills uh, from Kettle House in Missoula. And I met Al, we hung out for that day, showed me around the brewery. And it was like, when, when we left each other, it was like, oh shit, I want to talk to Al Moore. Well, <laughs> I have, I have a way I can do that. And I think it'll be very interesting. And, um, one of the things we're trying to do, and we definitely showed that last month is we're trying to expand that guest list. So I've been looking and reaching out to those convention and visitors bureaus, to locals, brewers, guilds, and especially in the Pacific Northwest, which, you know, hint, hint, this may not be our last stop up in the PNW, um, there's a lot of raw material manufacturing, pop growers, barley farmers, uh, yeast makers, yeast yeasters, yeast growers. I don't know. I don't know if it's considered grown. Yeast, yeast scientists. Sci but yeah, we're trying to explain that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeast scientists. That works out. Yeast labs. There we go. Thank you, Denny Thank you. and Jan or Jan. Yeah. So we're trying to get a variety of people on here. We're trying to expand out here. I love talking to brewers. They're, they're my, they're my people. They're my folk. Beer people are my folk, but we want to expand that guest uh, portfolio and try to get more people on here so we can vary those conversations. Uh, RJ asks a very good question. Are you going to make a map of, uh, uh, are, we, are you going to map a road trip of BLT cities? I mean, we have that map. It does exist. Yeah. That was more back beginning of the year, there was more material about the actual roadmap, but that was originally the concept for the beer box was that we were going on a road trip across the United States. And so everything was connected in a line and it was curving around doing its thing, but it was tracked in one specific direction. I think that could kind of be something cool to have on the website too. Like these are the places we stopped and then we'll have that beer list. Oh, marketing's going to kill me. I have all these ideas for them yep. now. <laughs> Brandy, <laughs> thank you we're for sorry. the inspiration, everybody here in the chat. I love it. I mean, ultimately, my my fantasy is that this podcast gets so big that I can rent an RV 
and we'll go on like a trip and and follow those. We'll, we'll go and stop at all the places and go on like a, a BLT road trip. So stay tuned for that coming in 2025, maybe. Yeah, and then of course uh, we round everything out by having wonderful co-hosts, which we switch up every month. We have friends of the pod come back, you know, people that have recurred a couple times, like MC, Laura, Julie, myself. I actually no, I didn't co-host. I was a guest before mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Which, by the way, uh, uh, call back to the question you asked a while ago. It was July of uh, 2021 in which we featured July. Pittsburgh. Yeah, did not have that on my list, but oh well. But yeah, we've we've had some uh, some great co-hosts, and we've had a lot of returning co-hosts, and we're gonna have some returning in the future, and we'll have some new hosts co-hosts in the future. I mean, Isaac, for this month, I was bummed he couldn't come in today, and I was kind of excited so that I could be here, but <laughs> he will be back next week to finish out uh, this month in Boise. So don't worry, he will be back. He has great knowledge of beer, and I'm excited to hear more from him. Um, as you guys interview new guests in the rest of the month. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for a while here now. I wanted to get in. We, we should, we, we have to talk about this real quick. We have to talk about okay. this real quick. Um, so the name of this beer, Caber. K- K- Say it right now, Brian, get it right. Get it right. Kaber Take Toss- your time. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. I just do a Boston accent. Caber Toss, this your wee lad. Stellar. I like that it. was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> What was that? Oh, I love it. So caper toss, caper toss is a sport, but the name of this beer is a reference to a sport, a, 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 a Scottish Highland Games sport. So caper toss, they, they take this like giant wooden pole. It's like a telephone pole and they try to toss it end over end. And the goal was for, for it to go upright as possible and then fall away from the tosser, a.k.a. the guy throwing it in a straight line away from them. Have you ever heard of this sport? I have heard of this sport and I think I've heard of it in the movie Brave. <laughs> the uh, the cartoon with, the with, with Merida. <laughs> that is, I mean, I, I had heard of it, but that was the first time I had seen it in action, you know, animated action. Uh, but yes, I, I have heard of it, uh, but it's a very interesting sport. I would not participate. I'm not that strong. I can't throw a telephone pole around, but. I would enjoy watching it. I think I could drink a beer and watch this sport. I uh, I have to be honest. I, I just wanted to look up the brave scene because I didn't know that that was uh I didn't know that was a thing. So, <laughs> um, I got distracted. So they have this like sixteen to twenty foot long pool. It's like ninety to one hundred and fifty pounds. It's made from these giant trees, and people run and huck it and throw it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's it's very impressive, though, the amount of strength that these people have to have to make it actually go up and over is very impressive. I'm impressed. I I would go and watch this sport and I'd be like the biggest cheerleader as long as I had to be here in my hand. It would be phenomenal. I want to address something in the cat in the chat. Paul in the chat said he went to a. Uh, high school whose mascot was the Highlanders. Of course, everything at the school was was Scotch. And um, the caber toss was a school sport thing. That seems like it's like a uh, a Larn darts situation waiting to happen. Like a high school kid is going to get crushed by one of these cabers. And they're going to be like, all right, 
no more, no more caber toss. You can't be the, can't be the Highlanders anymore. Uh. And (laughs) (laughs) just imagining kids getting squashed by these telephone poles. Come on now, Brian. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) That's my only thought when I first saw this, I was like this, this uh, cartoonish road runner type situation where the coy- you know, where Wiley Coyote gets flattened by the caber, you know, I, I, I guess I just have a childish, childish outlook on the world. It would happen to Wiley Coyote, though. That's just him. Uh, yeah, I got Doug you. said, who'd have thought that the same people who invented caber tossing invented golf? Interesting. Uh, Steve says the finals for the U.S. Highland Games competition will take place in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at the end of September. <gasps> well, oh. now, does does Bruce's travel need to take a field trip in September? I will. I will. Absolutely. One of my favorite uh, Bruce less traveled breweries that I visited before this, like a, a brewery that's not a hype brewery that people don't know too much about. That one of my favorite places I've ever been been to is in Bethlehem. It's called Bond Place. It's phenomenal. Their signature beers are like English pub ales. They do great stuff. And any excuse to go to Bethlehem, I will take and add on top of that the fact that I'll get to watch people throw telephone poles end over end. Let's do it. I mean, in terms of suggestions for BLT cities next year, somebody suggested Lehigh Valley. Phenomenal beer scene. As a Western PA, I will admit Eastern PA has a phenomenal beer scene. Some other recommendations here. Calgary. Vancouver, both of those in uh, Canada, Houston, Anchorage. That might present some shipping. Like they got to like we have to, sh- have to, have go to international. ship the beer into Canada and then ship it through Canada into the United States. That could get tricky. But Anchorage has a good beer scene. Lehigh Valley, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Great suggestions. And I just have to address this. Somebody somebody mentioned this in the chat earlier. Somebody asked for Cleveland brewery recommendations. I will have to give, I have to, I have to say this because Cleveland, I think, is a very underappreciated beer scene. Terrestrial. Have to go to Terrestrial. Have to go to Noble Beast. Go to um, Masthead. Uh, go to Great Lakes. I know it's a big one, but they're great. They have a great tour. And right across the street in the same area in Ohio City, go to Market Garden phenomenal and shameless plug if you go to uh cleveland whoever mentioned that they're dropping their kid off at case western check out our sister company city brew tours we operate a wonderful all-inclusive craft beer educational experience in the city of cleveland it's phenomenal we have wonderful guides there and seriously cleveland has a great beer scene that is severely underappreciated just stream of consciousness to end the show there just (laughs) but it's all valid it's all valid information that we needed in this moment. So yep. validation, well, success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks, Laura. Thanks for joining me for the special look at uh, the behind the scenes of our beer club. Um, I hope everybody at home learned something. And Laura, I hope you learned something about throwing telephone poles. Good. Good, 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 good. We also learned that I cannot do a Scottish accent. You know, it's, okay. it sounded a lot better to me earlier when I was by myself. You know, it, it sounds a lot better when I do it in my head also, and then I speak, and then I realize I shouldn't be speaking. So <laughs> we all do this. It's okay. We'll move past it. It's fine. Thanks to our featured brewery, Mad Swede. Great beers. Thanks a lot, Mad Swede. You can find more from them at madswedebrewing.com. And of course, you can find more from us at bruvana.com. 
uh, there, you can join the aforementioned beer club. And if you're really loving the podcast, that's the best way to support us. Join the beer club, get awesome beers like this shipped to you. And you can join us every Wednesday for these live tastings and discussions. You could also follow us on social media, all the social medias at Bruvana. Next week, we'll be back with beers from our next feature brewery, Sockeye Brewing Company. Um, we got two great beers from them, and we're going to have uh, their director of sales joining us on the show for a great classic Brews Less Traveled interview. But until then, stay safe, be kind, and uh, support your local brewery. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Cheers Laura.